for me, the safety net was my parents and being able to have them. As we get older, we have to recognize that the roles are going to change. And instead of them taking care of us, we have to take care of them. You're listening to Financial Grown Up with me, certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, author of How to Be a Financial Grown Up. And you know what? Being a grown up is really hard, especially when it comes to money. But it's okay. We're going to get there together. I'm going to bring you one money story from a financial grown up, one lesson, and then my take on how you can make it your own. We got this. Welcome, friends. A big part of being a financial grown up is realizing that our parents are not always going to be there to bail us out if things go wrong financially. That's a huge thing at a time when, if we're being honest, many young adults have moved back home for health and for economic reasons during the coronavirus pandemic. For this week's financial grown up, Julie Alma Taveras, aka Investing Latina, that aha moment came when her father got sick a few years ago. Suddenly, That Chanel bag was meaningless. All she wanted was her dad to be healthy. But the realization of how fragile we all are was a wake-up call that she might have to stand on her own financially sooner than she kind of expected. Now, Julie has taken that to heart. And about a year ago, she started a YouTube channel under the Investing Latina moniker. It's been gaining momentum and has even been nominated for a slew of awards from the Plutus Foundation, which supports financial literacy, I am a proud member of its board of directors, by the way. Listen to Julie's story, and I'll be back with some grown-up tips on the other side. Here is Investing Latina, Julie Alma Taveras. Julie Alma Taveras, Investing Latina. You're a financial grown-up. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. Well, you're definitely a rising star. I can tell you personally, I find your videos totally captivating, People should just be aware that if they go to your YouTube channel, Investing Latina, that they go down the rabbit hole because your videos are really good and they'll just keep (laughs) watching, which is ultimately a good thing. But just make sure that you know it's going to bring you in. Right. Lock up some time. And you came to us with a money story that is a bit sensitive, though. Tell us your money story, Julie. My money story and something that really changed the way that I looked at life was when my father got diagnosed with cancer in 2013. I had just graduated college. I was in the workforce and I was doing work that I love in in my career, which is in the fashion industry. And all of a sudden, you know, he was feeling weak and very sick. And he went and they told him that he had cancer. And the doctor actually told me before they told him. (sighs) It was just such an experience that I can't even... Like I almost didn't feel anything when it was happening. And I thought, this can't be real. Like there was a part of me that was in so much shock that I didn't really even understand it for a while. Uh, We just kind of did things that we had to do. And then it wasn't until like months later that I really started to take it all in and understand like what this meant and, and the fear of when is his last day. So I, before that, had always been a daddy's girl. And my father had always like taken care of me and and given me pretty much anything I've ever wanted. Um, Even though, you know, we, we come from, I'm an immigrant. We're all immigrants here coming from the Dominican Republic. And my parents didn't necessarily have much, but everything that they did, they did for me and my two sisters. So 
I kind of live life feeling that no matter what, I always had the safety net. Like my parents would always be there. Like even if I made silly mistakes, money mistakes, which I definitely did, I got into like all this credit card debt. But then when that happened, I realized that that was not going to be the case anymore. So it was a change in mindset where now you realize maybe your dad would not be there to always pick you up when you fell financially and as well as, of course, emotionally. But, but you know, for the purposes of this financial show, yeah. he wasn't going to be your financial backstop anymore. And you apparently had tens of thousands of debt. Yeah, I had so much debt and it happened so quickly. And that's the thing that was scary because as soon as I got my job and I started making more money than I had ever made before, lifestyle inflation kicked in, which I know now that that's what happened. And I just spent on everything to to really feel like I was successful, you know, in my, like I had a job and I was doing well, but I was also just starting out in my career. I wasn't making insane money. It wasn't for me to like go out and buy Chanel bags like I did. <laughs> so it really put me in a really tough situation in a, in a deep hole. And I never even told my parents about this debt. Being so close to them, that was also really hard for me because I would share everything with them, but I, I couldn't do that. I felt way too ashamed. I was like, no, I have to get rid of this and I have to do it on my own. And I did that. And it took me almost two years to do that, to really get rid of all the debt. So what did you do? What was your action plan? So my action plan, I cut out everything that was not important. Considering the situation that we were in, it was actually easy to do that. I had to take care of my dad. We were going to NYU hospital every single day. I didn't have time to go out with friends. I didn't have time to hang out, to go shopping. You know, I, I had to take care of my father. And the money that I spent was spent on transportation to get there, on basic food, things for him, any treats that we would get him to try to make him feel better. So the focus shifted from a regular fun lifestyle to the necessities of taking care of the person that I love. That allowed me to really cut back on the spending. And I had to say no to friends and vacations and things. You know, we would constantly go on vacation, weekend vacations with friends. And I had to start saying no. Once he got a little bit better in a couple months, my dad is still with us seven years later, thank God. And he's strong. <laughs> so he pushed through that, that phase. I still always had that feeling, you know, He's well, he's here with us now, but that's not always going to be the case. So get to it. And I paid down all of that debt. I would actually do this. I would save a chunk of money. So I would pay minimums on my cards, you know, just the minimum, just the minimum. And then I would save a chunk of money uh, for like two months or three months and make a huge payment. And for some reason that gave me this sort of like instant gratification, I would kind of call it when I made the actual payment that kind of substituted the instant gratification that I would get when I would go out and make big shopping purchases. <laughs> That's so cool. So what is the lesson for our listeners from this? Yeah, I think that the lesson for me and that anybody can really take with them is that we shouldn't take things for granted and we shouldn't take the people that we most love for granted. And the way that we can really apply that to our personal finances is that you have to take care of your financial house. 
You have to have your savings in place. You have to have emergency funds. You want to definitely be able uh, to to get to a place where you can have insurance policies. You want to be able to invest for your future so that when something happens or hopefully nothing will bad will ever happen to you, but you have this sort of safety net. Because for me, the safety net was my parents and being able to have them. But when you, as we get older, we have to recognize that the roles are going to change. And instead of them taking care of us, we have to take care of them for whatever needs they may have, especially if they didn't grow up with like having an investment account or a retirement account, you know, for, for my community, the Latin community, that's very common and we have to take care of our parents. So it's just smart to bring it in, spend a little bit less and invest a little bit more. Very well said. You've learned a lot though from your parents, in particular, um, a recipe that we're going to talk about that leads us to your everyday money tip. Go for it. Yes. So one of the things that I learned from my mother, who I love, and she's just so smart and savvy when it comes to money, although she is very much a fashion girl like I am, (laughs) is that we never bought salad dressing growing up. She always had her own recipe of salad dressing, and it was olive oil, vinegar, and fresh garlic and lime juice. Those four things. I always loved the dressing that she made. And so for me, when I was kind of like living on my own, I would, since I didn't have salad dressing growing up, I think I bought some. And then when I look at the label, there's tons of preservatives. And I'm like, you know what? This is actually a huge waste of money and it's not good for my health. So I, you know, have kept that recipe and and let go of the salad dressings and I save a lot of money. And also it's definitely better for you. We don't realize how many things they add, not only preservatives, but just sugar. And I am a total sugar addict. I love it. That's why (laughs) it tastes so good. I mean, I took a cooking class before the pandemic. One of the suggestions the chef had for sauces, she's like, what a lot of people do, a lot of chefs do is you hear about the butter, but a lot of chefs literally put sugar in a lot of sauces just to make them taste better for nothing other than just people enjoy it. They don't realize that there's just added sugar just for taste. And so you avoid all those things. And frankly, salad dressings can be expensive. They do add up and it's going to taste so much better if you make it on your own. And I personally have a collection of preservative rich dressings in my refrigerator. (laughs) Your honor, I'm going to go through after we finish recording this and I'm going to evaluate. I'll check with my family members before I trash them, but I'm going to try that recipe on salad this evening. So thank you, Julie. You're welcome. I'll let my mom know too. If you tweet me and and I'll show it to her, she'll be happy. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And also, so by the way, so I learned this tip. I asked you to share this tip because I saw it in your recording on your YouTube channel, Investing Latina you had 25 things you no longer spend money on, which was like a wealth of information. Yeah, I started investing Latina really with the purpose of sharing three really important topics, which is building credit, investing into the market, the stock market, and also investing into real estate. And when I started putting out these videos, people were asking a little bit more lifestyle questions like, oh, you know, I know that you paid off debt and that you invest so much. How how do you scale back? How do you spend less? And I made this video where it's 
25 things that I no longer buy. And I made different categories. So there were household, there, there was personal care, uh, there was food and all of, there's so many things that we spend money on that we don't even realize it. And if we start looking into it, you, you can see that there's stuff that you can do without. And so I made the video and everybody loved it. It's one of the most popular and most watched videos on my channel. Every single day people watch that video, which is so funny to me. Uh, but it, it's a great video. And uh, Investing Latina, you can find me on YouTube. You can find me on Instagram, which is like my homepage, my Instagram. And I uh, host workshops to teach people how to manage money and how to invest and uh, all of those fun things. So definitely check it out. Thank you so much. This was great. Thank you. Okay, my friends, here's my take. Financial grown-up tip number one. The next step after you realize you can't always expect your parents to be your financial safety net is to try as best as you can to have a conversation with them about their financial situation. If you need help, I highly recommend listening to our episode with Cameron Huddleston, author of Mom and Dad, We Need to Talk, How to Have Essential Conversations with Your Parents About Their Finances. You can also, of course, pick up her book, which is excellent. Financial grown-up tip number two, go through your pantry and take a look at what else you buy in the store that would not only save you money, but maybe taste better and be healthier if you made them on your own. Some examples include French fries, hummus, and a big favorite in my home, guacamole. DM me if you want my daughter Ashley's recipe. On Instagram, I am at BobbyRebel1. On Twitter, at BobbyRebel. We also, by the way, have a free list of 25 everyday money tips from some of our all-star financial grown-ups, including Kevin O'Leary, Barbara Corcoran, and Farnoosh Charabi. You can get yours on my website, bobbyrebel.com. And while you are there, feel free to search by topic or guest to listen to any of our growing library of episodes. Just use the search bar at the top of the page and you can also get the show notes for all of our shows right there. So for example, if you want to search for Cameron's episode, just search for Cameron Huddleston and you will get to her episode. Big thanks to Investing Latina, Julie Alma Taveras for helping us all be financial grownups. Financial Grown Up with Bobby Rebel is edited and produced by Steve Stewart and is a BRK Media production.